Welcome to this episode of the Fan Man Disney Podcasts. I'm DJ Gove. Chris Davis. Sean Hogarty. And we have a guest. Matt Davis. Matt Davis. <laughs> What's going on, Matty? Hey. Good to be back. Yes, yeah, so this is Matt's second time on the show. Um, but his first quarantine podcast. His first, yeah, his first, his first stir crazy quarantine podcast. Uh, but f- funny thing is, even though Sean's one of the you know the main three hosts of the normal fan men show, it's the first time Sean's been on one of the Disney shows. I'm a Sean's Disney not, outsider. It's true, Disney outsider. He's not as nuts as we are. But we're gonna be talking about some business stuff with everything going on, so he might actually get a kick out of it. Excellent, definitely. Well, thanks okay, for so having me. Anytime, Sean. You're always welcome. <laughs> now go edit it. No. Um. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. So well, this is going to be a very topical subject because um, one of the four of us was supposed to be going to Disney in just a couple weeks. Excellent. Well, not excellent, but you know, like I, contact. I was face. supposed to leave on Thursday. Oh, he was going to be there longer. Painful. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah I, I'm only missing a couple days. So. Oh, yeah. Because, you, uh, Chris, you were going down for Mania, right? WrestleMania? Yeah, we we're going to stay down at the Riviera from Mania and just drive mm-hmm. over to Tampa. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yep. Cool. Well, that's it is unfortunate, like but you know, what are you going to do? Pandemic and all, but but that's a that's a good segue. So as everyone probably knows, um because of the whole COVID-19 thing, uh Disney World and Disneyland have both been closed for the largest span that they've ever been closed for. Yeah. Um I think the the longest before this was like two and a half days, I believe it was. Sounds like a, right. They did a day and a yeah. half for nine eleven. I think they did two and a half days for like a hurricane. There was a time. hurricane that went through Central Florida. Yeah, yeah, it's because yeah. it just ripped stuff apart. Um, so this is unprecedented. You've been closed since um, almost for the entire almost the entire month of March at this point in time. They closed on like the thirteenth or something like that. Yeah, yeah And you're almost in right. April now. Um, they've already announced that. Uh, at least till April 19th is the earliest anything would open back up. Right. Um, but also, unlike with hurricanes or anything like that, they it's not just the parks are closed. All the hotels, anything they operate in springs, everything is shut down. So it's really kind of crazy. Um, you know, that's when Disney shuts down, you know, you know, it's bad. You know, things kind of hit the fan. Yeah. They just don't do it. They just keep trugging along. Um, so as we mentioned before, when we did the uh, the DVC episode – Chris, Matt, and myself are all DVC members. And Sean, you kind of have a rough understanding how that works, right? Rough, yeah. Time timeshare thing, points yeah. and piles, yeah. all that stuff. Well, yeah. So one thing this has caused is with all these cancellations, it's just caused a weird kind of um, dynamic in the DVC community um, for two reasons. Or probably more than two, but two main reasons. Number one is that you now have this gigantic glut of points on the books Right. And nowhere to go with them, um, causing problems for uh, people who are going to plan things for the rest of the year. People who are trying to plan things for next year. I mean, the the chain reaction is insane because um, there's not enough rooms to accommodate everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is, you figure people who go to Disney every year, every other year, sometimes four or five times a year, if you're close enough to drive, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you would not. But like people are like, they're the worst. I mean, some people are taking like, no. I some people are just. People. I hate them oh all. Oh my god, the uh, the I'm surprised. So as like I go a lot too. If I had something on the books and I had to cancel, I'd be a little bummed out. But given the circumstances, I, it wouldn't be a big deal. I just go some other times. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. But the this is a rolling of, wave, yeah. This is. But the entitlement yeah. of people because their vacations got canceled is staggering. Staggering. The uh, the ire out on the internet, like on the you know the DVC fan page on Facebook and on all the like the Diz boards and stuff. It's ridiculous. These people are so self-entitled. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, you know, what about what about Moonlight Magic? When's when's my free event coming? It's like, dude, shut up. It's like, what is wrong with you? It's like, just book your vacation some other time and forget about it. It's ridiculous. Well, well so you're getting exactly what you were entitled to. You bought points. You still have points at the end of it. Yeah. You just oh, didn't yeah. get to use them in the yeah. middle of a national emergency. So, yeah. do you guys think that you know of the DVC community that you're interacting with there? Is that a minority of people? that are DVC members or a large portion? Like, like you know, because you're talking about internet, you're talking about people who post in a forum. That generally is a self-selecting group that is more likely to be entitled or believe their opinions are worthy of being heard mm-hmm. or are used to raging in a not socially acceptable fashion. From what uh, I've seen, it's, it's trending about 50-50, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy to me. I didn't think it was going to be the, yeah. this bad. Well, and typically you would see the, the, the DVC community being the most reasonable, right? Be, because of the, the frequency, the visits, and, you know, they, they, they sort of get it, right? Yeah. But yeah. for some reason, this one, I don't know. People are just losing their minds. It could be just that, you know, the, the nation is just losing their collective minds yeah. to begin with. So maybe it's just spilling yeah. over into the, the Diz community. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not only that you can't go, but you're already you're also cooped up at home. You can't go anywhere. So. Right, so it's wonder, like they want to go just to get the hell out, you know. Yeah, yeah. but a, a lot of this started day one too. Like as soon as like they okay, we're closing for like a week or whatever, people went nuts. And it's like you don't get to go on your vacation that you can go every year for the most part. You know, right. it's like what you know, it's like what, how do you think the the Make a Wish kid feels who might not have the time to go, you know, to have his yeah. trip moved. Maybe, you know, it's like he's in an, That's you know, they're in an environment. Well, no, I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying it's like, yeah. it's, it's trying to put perspective. It's like, there's, there's, there's some kids who get one shot to go to, like when I was a kid, we had one shot to go to Disney yeah. world. It was because of make a wish yeah. or some, you know, some families scratch and save and they have a trip on the books. It was their only shot to go. Well, those are usually the folks who don't have DVC, right? I mean, DVC, oh, yeah, I think, yeah. I think Matt hit it because it's, it's not necessarily about what it's about. It's also one of the things that you can rage at that you have. Traditionally, these are people who have control, right? You've got your points. You understand a system. You know how to work it. You know how to set up your annual, you know, you, and this is a one area where they have a small community where their control is just going and you can't control anything else. So they're raging into this void of, you know, sudden lack of control. Yeah. And we'll have to beat that much, out. We tried yeah, to not, one. not to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to walk a fine line so as not to aggravate Sean too much. Um, Can't be aggravated. But how how much of the reaction you're getting from the fans is in direct relation to the messaging that was coming out of the game? So Disney <laughs> took these steps before right. we said, "Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing." In the thing, oh, f- shut it all down. Yeah, they closed before you were actually getting the real story. So, how yeah. much of it is the like Matt and well, I, I think, talk I about think this. getting getting the real story from right? It depends upon where you, where you get your story, and I think I, I think you're right, Chris. But I mean, there's lots of bag of hats at Disney. I'm just telling yeah, com- completely fair. <laughs> but I think I think yeah. you know the the potential for this to come 
was seen in you know mid January, late January for folks who are sure. extra sensitive to, hey, this is not you know this is a little bit different. It you hits know. closer to home. I mean, Matt and I, our sister was supposed to be going to San Francisco, mm. and after those first meetings, like I had been on the call with the guy from John Hopkins and the whole yeah. thing, and she texted me, she's like, "You canceling anything?" I'm like, "Um, everything. It's all going away." Yeah. Sorry, yeah, no and way. She's like, "Ah, it's." I'm young. It doesn't hit anybody. I'm not really that concerned about it. There was a lot of that going around. Yeah. So then yeah. when you see them just pull out the rug. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's one of, the, that. one of the questions. I mean, I know there's this Disney, but but you hit it. Disney did it early. If, if the country and the government had actually pushed for things that early, the entitlement and the rejection of major moves. Oh, God. Would have been even worse than it is now. I mean, it's it's a no win. You were in a no win. Yeah, there. you were yeah. in a no win. The only thing you could do is control the tone coming out of the government. You couldn't oh, yeah. have controlled where it was going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but re- really, at the same time, I, I mean, it, I know there was there was a small part of me that sort of saw this coming just because of what was happening in the in the Asia parks, right? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you saw those close. Those were down fairly for early, you know. Yeah, so it's like. Okay, if this ever if this ever reaches stateside, then we've got to be yeah. prepared for this. This is likely yeah. what's going to happen. Yep. You know. Yeah. And they say I think uh, was it almost three months that they closed the Asia parks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just okay. About, yeah. Shanghai and closed I, first, and then Hong Kong closed, and I think Tokyo was the last one to go. Right. How, was how many are there? Yep. Tokyo, Paris, Disney is closed now. Yeah. I knew yeah. Paris and Japan. There's Shanghai and Hong Kong. Yeah. Yes. Sh- really? Shanghai Disneyland is insane, dude. It's like insane. full on, you know, full on. Massive. Mm-hmm. Massive. Different attractions yeah. than you have here, but yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Yep. Yep. Shanghai has the most advanced versions of a lot of the, the classic rides. Peter so Pan, Pirates. Your, it's pretty crazy. Do your points apply there? Uh, they can. Yeah. You can go over there. Yeah. Ish, yeah. Are they, is it like a lot higher end or? It's not that it, bad. It's just harder to get over there. Right, the additional cost and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no true DVC resort there, but um, what is it? They, they call it with the passport collection or whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you'll be able to use your points at the resorts there. But yeah, they, let you, they let you do a trade. Yeah. So, so this is more for Matt and Chris. So with these people ha- sitting on giant piles of points, and obviously, you know, D- Disney's done the right thing. They've waived all cancellation fees and they're talking about moving some expiration dates and they're putting anything you borrowed back in the use year. So if you borrowed a year out, it's going back to next year. So you have to worry about it lapsing or anything like that. And they're changing uh, some bank rules and stuff like that. What, how bad do you think it's going to be for, I shouldn't say bad, bad's the wrong word because things are bad now, but how inconvenient do you think is it going to be for people who are looking to go uh, winter this year, early next year as far as the um as far as room availability with the amount of points that are out there on the books right now mm. i'll let you go matt so i yeah for me i think i think what we're going to see and you know listening to everybody um talk about this on other podcasts things like that i really think what you're going to see is people that are losing their vacation now they're just going to push out till next year for the for the 50th you know and what's going to happen is, you know, you're going to have a, a year that was going to already be busy, just, just yeah. be completely inaccessible because of that. You know, people are just going to say, well, we may as well wait. We'll just wait till next year and go then. You know, I don't know that the thing with the, the thing with the DVC and, and the reason I think we see some of this entitlement is you sort of get into a groove and the majority of the people in DVC are locked into a certain month 
you know, there, there's that one window that they go every year. So for them to lose it for one year, it's like, well, well, Hey, everything's gone. Now I can't go. I can't take my Disney vacation. I got to wait till next year now. And I think you're going to see a lot of people do that. And now they're going to have all these extra points. So I'm sure some of the mentality is going to be, well, who can I take with me? Yeah. Or, you know, how, how are we going to blow this up now? Because we've got these extra points. We basically have two years worth of points that we're going to mm-hmm. have. What are we going to yeah. do with this? So I think, I think really the, and this is what we're looking at, you know, the back half of this year, I think is going to be pretty sweet because you're going to have people still with anxiety, not wanting to go people pushing off till next year. Cause yeah. they want to stick it with their window. Right. So I think the, the, you know, the back half of this year is going to be great. Next year is just going to be complete mayhem. Assuming we're yeah. open. Assuming which, you're open which, this fall. Which yeah. should be. That's a fair. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, it's, yeah. it is, it's a question. I mean, they're talking about the NFL season at this point. They're talking about a lot of things that are up in the air. Um, no, I think, I think you hit on a couple of good points there, Matt. It's, I don't see people trying to squeeze in. Like, I think of the vacation you were going to go on or some of these other things. People aren't going to try to, okay, I'm going to take my April vacation in October now. You're going to kick to next April. Um, what it's kindly done is for a lot of these DVC people, like I was always somebody that was borrowing ahead to blow out and do a big one every couple of years, yeah. something like that. Now it's forcing me to push an entire year out. So instead of always playing catch up or borrowing ahead, now I have that extra year bank that's going to continue to roll. It kind of reset the clock on some of this stuff for some people. But when you talk about the availability, I mean, just with the housekeeping shortage with some of the, again, I'm not trying to get political, Sean, but they did lose with some of the things that have happened in recent years, you lost a lot of the staff at the a hotels. Yeah. So even though they're saying that, oh, it's booked and there's no rooms available, you'll have a resort that's three quarters full or two thirds full. There's plenty of rooms, just not enough people to service the rooms. Mm-hmm. So those two combined, it's, I agree, next year is going to be a mess. It's going to be tight. Yeah. You know what? It's funny. Like I brought up the the 50th a couple, you know, I've been talking about it nonstop. I forgot about it while I was figuring out what we were going to talk about today until Matt just brought it up. I forgot about that. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. It's mean, absolutely. Like luckily I have my February's already booked out. Um, hopefully, you know, if we don't get, if I don't get to go in February, then there's other problems in the world, obviously, you know, maybe there's a special program where they do, uh, you know, you work, you know, cleaning hotel rooms for a week and then you get to stay for a week to try to address that serving. You're trying to get a free vacation, Sean? Uh, For DJ. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I don't, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about the anniversary next year. God, having been out at Disneyland during one of them. Now I don't want to go for like two years. <laughs> it was yeah, so. I mean, it's just going to be crazy. It's the only time my kids actually said, can we just leave the park? Like, I don't want to be yeah. here. There were too many people in the parks. Yeah. We, um, we were, we were playing on So like the kids going with my sister on January, fingers crossed. We're going in February. We got the split stakes. We're going to Antigua or whatever. Um, mm. And then we plan on going in October, the first week of October for the actual like day they do the thing. Right. But the plan yeah. was, is like, you know, before it gets crazy, maybe we'll sneak into, a, we'll sneak into the park in the morning and do our fast passes, then get out. We'll go for the big, like, 50th anniversary, like, fireworks show or whatever like that. But the rest is just going to be, like, you know, bar hopping and stuff like that, just the two of us. I, I like the concept that you think there's a time before it gets crazy. Well, you know what I mean? Like, like you, you know, were in that crowd waiting to w- ride Rise at 4.30 in the morning. Yes, yes. I'm an idiot. Okay, but so no. <laughs> so that's when the ride just opened. These people yeah. have been waiting for years for this anniversary. Yeah. Well, if I'm you saying, think there's going to be a quiet no, no. time. No, no, I'm saying like, you know, say like they, I think it's 
the rumor is October 4th is the day that they're going to actually do the, the actual 50th anniversary party or whatever. So, you know, if so I get down there like that. Camping out on the first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I get down there that Monday and the, 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 it's manageable. I'll go in for a little bit because I'll have annual passes and stuff like that. But the plan for this trip was mm. to just do like outside park stuff, just be down there. But now I'm going to have to make sure I'm on the ball. Like I'm set the timer for the 11 month window. And because mm-hmm. if you don't get in, uh, if you don't get up at five in the morning and camp your computer, don't expect to get studio rooms. Not happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no studios just disappear. It. There's no way. Yep. I mean, I, I could I could go one bedroom or something like that. And, and use a little bit extra, not a big deal, not the end of the world for me, but I'd rather not. So it's the room available is gonna be crazy. And these people that like to cry and moan online, it's like, oh, I wanted a, you know, they do their math based on like the uh, Jumbo House value rooms or the tower rooms at Riviera. Forget it. It's you don't even bother going because you're not gonna get. Mm. No one's very few people are gonna get what they want next year. So if you're not Good. ready to make some concessions, don't bother. Yeah, don't bother trying to stay at a different resort either. No, no, home resort home. or nothing. You're staying at home and that's uh, it. That's all you're doing. Yeah, it's it's all about temporary expectations, right? If it, yeah. if you want to yeah, go, exactly. then that's what you got to want. You, you yeah. just got to want to be yeah. there. there, there but there's, there's, people, forget about it. there's people online saying that they should get be entitled to like a larger annual pass discount because they're missing a, f- a free Moonlight Magic event. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no. It's ridiculous. You know, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you what. I think I think what they're doing for the annual passes is great. I'm happy with yeah. it. You know, they're saying as, as many days as the park is closed, they're going to extend it. They're just tacking on. That's uh, what go. else are they going to do? What else can you do? <laughs> right. It's not like they're closed for construction, right? You know, I mean, it's everything's closed. It's actually it's not by if choice. I'm them, I I'd I'd be in there doing construction, right? They have done some. <laughs> they tore down the with too. studios entrance. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they started to, but I guess the the union started freaking out. And, yeah, I yeah. Suppose. That was one of the the things uh, I said semi related uh, when we were looking at somebody's pictures of Vegas abandoned mm-hmm. and DJ yeah. you saw this the uh, what I would be doing during this time is going through and capturing full 3D you know oh, 8K get your in there. LiDAR yeah. scans yeah. Yeah. of the entire yeah. park it, uh, the yeah. entire park because then you can use it as virtual backlot for I mean I, you know I'd be doing yeah. that everywhere right now yeah that's why I actually said that on one of the dis on the one of the dis pages. I'm like, I would get in there and I would do VR experience so exactly. people could and you, yeah. you could you know you could charge for the apps for the Oculus or yep. the PlayStation just, whatever. Just but, let me walk through all the yeah. different parks in all the different nations in my Oculus. That would be incredible, and now would be the time to capture now. that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, you never yeah, get to do it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing is, they already have a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. They show you a lot of, if they wanted to give it to you, they showed us some of the renderings at Imagineering. Mm, yeah. Where they can basically do like down to the studs breakdown of every section of that park. It's nuts. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Actually, I think um, they just had a, it was on Instagram, I think, uh, but Joe Rody, you know, that had Imagineering. You say guy. like my father Instagram. does. Instagram. Well, no, I, I, I don't remember the exact platform they had it on. Powder's grandma yeah. just added what that was all. Uh, what was it? What was Belichick call it? Friend face or Insta, Angry Insta, Insta, Insta book? Cloud. <laughs> Insta book. Um, Insta face. No, they had a yeah. they had a Joe Rody walk around Animal Kingdom, and it was literally just him. And yeah. It was it was pretty crazy, pretty crazy. But it's so one thing I'm wondering with all this happening. So obviously, you know, Disney's more than just parks. Disney's also merchandise and movies and TV and all that stuff. So obviously they have the Disney plus money coming in, 
But they lost a lot of money, not only with the parks being closed, but with Onward being pulled out of theaters and with Black Widow being pushed and possibly yep. digital only and yeah. things like that. So my question is, once again, sorry, Sean, it's more for Chris and Matt. Um, do you see any kind of major when, – whenever things even out um, and stuff opens back up, do you think we're going to get like some kind of like large price increase to help – do you think they're going to use the parks to kind of make up the difference on some of the other business that they lost out on during all this? Like you think yeah, we're talking uh, $8 Mickey bars or well, $10 have you popcorns? Guys looked at the annual reports. I mean, do you know what the percentage of Disney, Marvel, blah, blah, blah comes from the different business segments? Like I'd yeah, be I, mean, I really you, don't you can know. see it. You can see it pretty easily. You're going to get a price increase. This is like the Red Sox. It doesn't matter if they win 100 games or they win 70. You're getting a price increase next year regardless. Well, I'm thinking like um, like this fall, like now. Like as soon as things open up, like, hey, open back up 25 bucks more a day. All the no. snacks go up 25%. No? Nope. They're going to no. want to encourage. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Think about how they set up the Disney Plus platform. They can use some of these things. They have more money than anybody. It's yeah. like them and Apple, right? Yeah. So yeah. they don't have to price gouge to get you to come back. They just want you to come back, and then they'll just do a slow feed of the price yeah. increases they, they, after it. They have the ability, because of that cash pile and strong economic management, they can just tune it right in and you know and optimize. But, but Matt, hit it. I'm interested in seeing the, the anxieties, the fear mm. of crowds. The longer we go – the more I'm wondering how it will actually give you that sweet spot, at least for a little bit before it just blows up yeah. again. Think think about being in the middle of fireworks or something right now, Matt. Well, that's, and that's the thing, that right? Close that's, together. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the thing. Like they can't, they can't just go back to normal right away. Right. No. Because of that anxiety. And, it, you know, so what is what's the new normal after this? Right. So is are there precautions people are going to have to take now, even though the threat is gone? Is there going to be distancing that has to happen in the parks? And do you yes, lose 75 percent of your queue space? Right. right. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. So to, to do that Good in conjunction question. with a, a price increase, man, that's that's a bad recipe right there. Do yeah. you um do you change gate sizes? Do you think you start like, you know, lower the. uh yeah, thresholds for letting people in the parks, or you certainly could kind of I, I, logistical yeah, management. Yeah. yeah, you go to boarding parties for everything instead of fast passes. Well, oh, and God. you know what's funny is so I I don't know if you guys noticed, but they've they've tweaked tweaked the app a little bit. Yeah, now it says my queues, almost like they're they're getting ready for more virtual queues. And I think I think what they're going to do with this is use it as an opportunity to start charging for fast passes. Yes. So instead I, of standby, it's going to be all virtual queues, and you know mm -hmm. they're just going to start charging for fast passes because it, it's not like they're going to get rid of all the fast pass queues. Uh, even the you know even Rise has a, a fast pass queue. You know, so I think I think they're going to use this as an opportunity. Well, well, that Which that's okay actually with. yeah, but th that brings up that's one of my interest areas, Matt, is logistics pipelining. You know, uh, maximizing if you take this opportunity to really work scheduling, like let people lay out, hey, here's my priorities, here's what I'd like to see when and where, but but it becomes more of that virtual queuing rather than you're literally standing there, you can start to actually get much better throughput everywhere by dynamically 
monitoring you, and maximizing you, and using you can the control technology. the flow of traffic. Yeah, and so, make yeah, it easier on you, right? To literally let you know, oh, you're here. Okay, you're not going to make it in this slot. So we'll slide you as you approach that area. We'll slide you in. So you'll walk straight in and we'll have the right, you know, six foot separated family bucket. You know, it it could be really, really good. Yeah, I know they had, Mm -hmm. um, they announced at D23, the last D23, they had that Genie app coming, which was kind of like what Sean wanted. It was like your uh, own little digital assistant on your phone. Yeah, yeah. So I can easily see them doing like, adding like magic lamp access or something to it or magic carpet access where it's like, you know, you wait half the time as everyone for an extra like, you know, like MaxPass, 15 bucks a person per ticket. I love MaxPass. Oh, I love MaxPass too. Yeah. So good. But it's, 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 I mean, it's going to be hopefully, you know, not to get too much into the, the terror of the virus stuff, but hopefully that, you know, things flatten out and they figure out a vaccine that just becomes another flu shot thing. But I mean, and you can go back to normal we'll social pacing and stuff like that, but you never know. Mm-hmm. You're so yeah, you'll get there eventually. Other, otherwise you got to think of the, the, um, the downhill effect, right? If so, if you only have a couple hundred people in the queue yeah, and you usually have a couple thousand, you know, where are those 1800 people going to go? You know, now that now that you've mm-hmm. got overfilled restaurants or you've got overfilled theaters or, you know, they're they're all over the park. So, yeah, it's you're going to have to cut capacity. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to. You'd have to. Well, do we someday get to a world where instead of going into the park at all, you end up in your own, you know, VR movement, you know, eight degrees of control thing. This is and you can experiment yoke. whatever you want and still. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's both incredibly lame but also solves many of these problems. I think Sean, Sean wants Lazy Boy to buy Six Flags so bad. Yeah. Kind of funny. And the shakes mm-hmm. and the floating chairs. Yeah. You just want Wally. I get it. <laughs> well, yeah. here's, here's the thing. Disney, better than any other company, they're in a position where they can, if you go look at the annual report, the theme park revenue is not the main driver. They've set themselves up over the last 20 years where it's all the IP that they've acquired so they're still earning on all those characters Mm -hmm. it's this is a nice little thing where hey we'll give you the first taste bring the kids see the mouse Mm -hmm. and now we have we're hooked for the rest of your lives Mm -hmm. you know they're they're trying to get it from how did they say it in the movie from cradle to grave (laughs) they want brand loyal consumers from cradle to grave and that's what you're really doing. We take them as little kids, and they lose interest for a little while. But as soon as they have yeah, kids, but, but there's another generation of people coming, and then the grandparent. I mean, it's a yeah. It's all the kids. It's it, it kids there's are the downbeats there, but you get them all. So let me yeah. ask. This is probably more Matt. I'm not sure how much you get into this like your brother does, but this is more like a Christian Sean question. As far as I know, is what does this look like on paper? Like obviously, we know they have piles of money and they own everything. But as far as like what you know stockholders and boards and stuff like that. What does this look like on paper being shut down for this long? Does it look bad on paper where they're going to have to compensate things? Maybe, you know, not, not real money, but like on paper money. How does that work? Paper money is real money in, in the business world, DJ. I mean, Mm. you know, in so many ways, but I think the key thing is it's not just loss of revenue. It's how they handle shifting their overhead, right? All the people that work there, how exactly. are they, you know, how are their benefits and salaries and sick time maintained? You don't want to lose. Paid. Well, not, not universally, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's got to be, you know, different shifts. But, but that's my feeling is the actual line of loss is how they manage it on the books. They can yeah, take it's it. It's not just the revenue in. Yeah, they can oh. take it for years uh, if they have to. You'll see the actual delta there. 
isn't as great as you think. Yeah. So they were saying originally when they were shutting down Shanghai, they were thinking, okay, it's going to be two months. It's going to be $200 million, 175 to $200 million. Yeah. That's just your top line number. They're subtracting off all the expenses. So when you're not, if you're closed, you're not spending all that money. Um, they're not just think about this. They're not buying a stitch of food for the entire month they were there. They're cleaning. What they gave away was already paid for. Yep. Yeah. So now you just removed all of that expense. You yep. removed the cleaning in the restaurants and the parks, and there's nothing to do in there. So even if you're paying the people that are working the souvenir stand or the churro stand or whatever the case may be, mm. it's still much smaller on the expense side. Churro. Than, churro. <laughs> yeah. I knew you'd like that. So it's <laughs> not you. it's not a dollar for dollar. It's not good on paper by any stretch of the imagination. You look at how the stock prices just got crushed. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of was, I know you guys are more into that stuff. Forty two at one point it dropped all the way to eighty eight. Yeah. At its lowest point, it's back. It did creep back up over hundred, I believe. One hundred two, one hundred three, somewhere in there. So it's gonna it will come back because at the end of the day, if everybody just went to the house, they still own all the IP. Yeah. Right. So they can still yeah. license this stuff off. They years. sold a zillion years. frozen Blu-rays and digital copies of Onward and stuff like that. So let me ask oh, Matt course. this. So Matt, so when they were building, like since we brought the Asia parks, when they were building Shanghai and stuff like that, it went vastly over budget. And we ended up paying for it over here in the States. All our prices started going through the roof. Concessions went up, merchandise, uh, hoodies went up 10 bucks a piece, all that stuff. Do you see them doing something like that to – even even out the Asia loss with us once we open back up, you think we're gonna be paying for that? I mean, they could. We're willing to. I mean, that's that's like one given, right? So it's like death taxes and a rise of my You're gonna get annual pass, right? Yeah. So uh, and and it's even twice a year isn't unprecedented. Now they've they've done that a few times. It feels like over the last five years. So I I feel like they won't only because of the possible state of the parks when it all does come back. I think if they're going to raise it, they'll probably consume it in the next raise early next year. So, you know, maybe February they jack it up, but it's twice as high as they were planning on going. So then the perception is, oh yeah, it was just the raise. It's the raise in the price. Just like we we've come to expect that's Disney doing Disney stuff. But really what they're doing is, you know, it's a double raise. Like they would have done just, it, it looks a little better. Yeah. Yeah. And they're never, if they're seeing a price increase in the US, that's not in relation to any money they're spending anywhere else. So in the middle of this thing, they just raised like six or seven billion dollars with a debt offering. You guys would never see it because it showed up on the back pages of the journal, Mm -hmm. but they are flush with cash. And when you look at those international parks, they don't own 100% of any of those. I think Paris, maybe. Any of the ones that are in China, they can't own more than 50%. Yep. It might actually yeah, be like 49.9. Yeah, I think so Paris is a full split. a full own now. Because back yeah. when it was like Euro Disney and no one got, went, I think they ended up buying it back off the other group because it was such a mess. Yeah, China doesn't allow you to just go in and buy stuff in their country. Yeah. Unlike Manhattan, where you can buy the Chrysler building if you want. <laughs> Any Chinese corporation can come in. Uh, so let me ask you guys this, especially because you guys have uh, had trips that got canceled. I was thinking about popping down just for like a little weekend because I had some plane ticket coupon things to use, but end up not going. But have you guys probably more for Max? He's got the smaller kids. Um, you guys done anything in the house to kind of like get your Disney fix or to make up for the fact that you're not going down? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're doing anything out, outside of the norm. I mean, it's, um, 
you know, we're, we're pretty silly about stuff on YouTube. You know, I'd, I'd say at least 75% of our media consumption is just stupid Disney videos on YouTube that we've seen a thousand times, but you know, um, I got no shame. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll say this, right. And, um, God, I'll probably be trolled for it, but yeah, you know, it was cute at first when you see these like quarantine videos of people like, Oh my God, I recreated pirates in my living room. I'm like, yeah, yeah but geez, that was pretty funny. You know? yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. But then you see like the seventh one and it's like, all right, you're all lame. Like just <laughs> come up with something better. This, you know, you're just playing around with your video. That's yeah. you're not you doing anything cool. You can't tell them related at all. Can you? I don't know. I, I, I get uh, it. Uh, you know, it's a, I, you know, props for the effort, but I, I think, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough where we've been so often that it's like, all it takes for us is to talk about the trip. And we know there's another one coming up. So it's like, all right, well, more time to talk about it. And a lot of times the planning's more fun anyhow. So it's like, all right, well, yeah. you know, six more months to plan. Yeah. Nothing goes wrong in the planning stage. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, you haven't planned with Jen, Chris. <laughs> I've tried it. It took like everything three to that book a could vacation. go wrong goes wrong in the planning stage and is expressed as worry and anguish to all parties within earshot, even though that's, yeah, it's, it's agony. That's because she hates all things that are not staying in the house. Pretty much. Yeah. Wants to go places. It's, it's, it's strange, right? Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. She hates people, but loves gatherings. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I um I woke up kind of like kooky in a mood this morning, and I ended up uh, putting the loop from the Magic Kingdom entrance on while I was cleaning the house, and I found behind the bar I saw my Disneyland sign from when I went um down to the parks I had never hung up, so I took it out of the box and hung that up, and nice. and then did you, know, you do like a little rope drop in the kitchen and stuff? Um, you know, take yeah, pictures I, by the stove. Yeah, I, I I did. It was nice, and I uh, charged my daughter seven dollars for a soda. There you go. <laughs> so that's <laughs> should do that more. I should. I should. Take a Tupperware out of the cabinet. Here's your refillable popcorn bowl. There you go. Give me money. I have plenty of those. I actually have the refillable popcorn bowls. Remember, my wife hates them. She that hates reminds them. me. I know. I have, I'm not allowed to bring you home any. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> talked to you guys about it, but I have the uh, like six-disc set of the musical history of Disneyland. Like all oh, the original. What? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, hmm. from Walt's original dedication of the park and like all the original That's music awesome. and the wow. first, you know, electric parade and, and all that stuff. Uh, it's up through Star Tours and stuff. It's a fantastic set, but it's it's weird because it's literally all the backing tracks of all the rides and everything. It's really cool. Show me what bar. you don't realize, yeah. Matt, is Sean's old enough to have been there recorded in person. So, I, I was in I was in Disneyland in let's see probably 1973 was the first time I was there and I have I was lit, negative one little memories of it. You're negative one. Bite me. I was negative one. <laughs> I was negative. Wasn't even more. an itch. Yeah, exactly. You were negative more. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into top three for the week. All right. So. Sean, I apologize. This was not very fair to you because That's you're not okay. in the DVC world. So I if you want to skip this, up. no, no, okay. I'm going I'm to make crap cool. up. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll uh, right. we're going to do top three because um, people are talking about you know the the DVC perks and how they want more of them and they want them now and because it's yeah. American, I want it right away. So what are um 
top three uh, new perks or perk adjustments you'd like to see on the DVC side. And I figured since we have Matt um, in uh, fairness to time, we'll just we'll skip honorable mentions this week. Sure. Sure. And we'll just go straight into top three. Okay. All so, right. So we'll let, uh, yeah, Matt goes first. All right. Yeah. So I, I think um, the the first one that comes to mind for me, and it kind of uh, circles back to that, the idea that they're going to start charging for fast passes. I'd love to see some sort of fast pass allotment for DVC members, uh, for sure. If, if that's the model they start going with, I think that's that's definitely one I'd like to see. Like when you say allotment, you mean as in like we have we can buy more, or they have like reserved ones for us. Like we have our own block of like flights of passage ones. We have our own block of like Tron ones when they come out. Yeah, I think you know maybe or maybe it's just you get three, but they're not the the premier rides, right? So it's not Rise, it's not Tron, it's not uh, Guardian. <laughs> you know, it's it's all the other ones. But then you know we or even that, I, I even like that idea, DJ. Is you know if the public can buy three, let us buy five. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. even I'm even cool with that. Just just something a little extra around those fast passes. Nice, Sean. What's your made up number three? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, I only came up with one. Okay, throw it out <laughs> um, there. Okay. So I'll do this, and I'll come up with another one before that. So, kind of hit it earlier. Um, rather than groveling over increasing numbers of fast passes or what have you, give me the ability to file a flight plan, right? Where on day X um, or day X through Y, I'm going to be in such and such a park. These are the rides that I would like to do. This is the size of my party. And you come back with me with, okay, here's your start time. And here, you know, this is your order. And as long as you go in that order... Hmm. You have zero weight, and so you, start, so you want an easy button. I want. I, I was actually thinking of calling it Easy Pass, except yeah. in, in Massachusetts, I don't want to call it Easy Pass. But <laughs> but a, a completely different paradigm. It causes other logistical hurdles, but starts to edge more in that direction of, you know, it's more about uh, pipelined optimization and less about inserting at specific rides. You know, individual fast passes but that that's that's my so, thought one question are you talking right down to when your party arrives at the park so if you want to start your day at 10 so o'clock so and you've got a start rides. window but then it's sequential not time boxed right hmm. so so as long as you go in that order and and by the way they know when you've right as soon as you go to space mountains your first thing or whatever they know boom you are now Immediate in queue when when your party gets to. And by the way, they know where the hell you are, so they know when you're They're tracking you through the app or Disney Play. And as long as you go in that order, you're in a registered flight plan where they can logistically go, yep, I know where they're coming, so I will absolutely slot them in, zero weight. You know, even if everybody's doing that, they still have a better to more optimal, you know, it's it's in a the you know flight plan versus fat you know fast plan or something like that it's yeah. it, you know it's a different logistical option but it, i think if i'm on the planning side this is what i want right i deal with this type of stuff all the time right give me give me the thing to work through my ai ml you know data analysis and mm-hmm. this is something that i think i could make work easy like pass it. flight pass i like it 
Okay, um, we're going to stay much in the same vein for my number three. Uh, mine, I just jotted down fast passes. And my thinking is more along the lines of just making it so either it's a preference for DVC members or there's certain times of the DVC members. Like there, has, there should be some differentiation between the mad dash that everybody goes through to have to get those fast passes all at the same time. It's even if they gave you a day head start something like that, just so you can try to slot some of those. Because at any point in time, it's not like you have 90% of the people who are DVC there. There's probably a mix, and they know what that percentage is. So they could allocate that amount of fast passes to your DVC group, and you're not always going to get it. You're not. It's kind of like one of your Moonlight Magics or something. You might not get to register. There's only so many. But if you're on there early, at least it gives you a better chance to get the ones that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm going to flip my number one and my number three because we're talking about my number one was a fast pass change. Um, mm. So I was, I was moving towards, you know, sort of staying consistent. So I would, yeah, I would like to do either something like you said, Chris, like give me an extra couple of day window, especially since you give the the flipping Hilton down the street next to Springs 60 days too now. It's ridiculous. Seriously. Give yeah, me, that- oh, it boggles my mind. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, give me an extra, you know, three days or something like that. Or even like I said, like, you know, we've talked about before, Chris, you know, I'll pay for the convenience if I can swing it. Like Matt was talking about, you know, let me buy more, you know, let me buy like, you know, um, I'd, I'd rather them charge for the e-tickets. Like, you know, let me get like a, um, you know, have like a, uh, like a collection for DVC members where it's like, uh, if you buy this DVC four park ticket, you can buy like the, uh, you know, like the, the e-pass or something like that, where it's like, you're guaranteed all the e-ticket rides and you pay extra on the four day pass or something like that. Um, you know, me, you know, maybe so, make it a no, so sorry, an app version of an app version of the old ticket booth. It's yeah. Ticket books, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got so many but, A's, D's, C's, B's. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just, I'll, you know, if I pay an extra, you know, whatever it is, um, I'm guaranteed all these new ones, which they're probably going to do anyway. You're going to have to pay to go on Tron and Guardians and Rise probably when it opens up off of boarding groups. And they're going to do it anyway, but, you know, you can only sell so many of those. So either put a certain amount aside for DVC members and do a lottery like Chris said, or just give us a head start on them. Like these things open up, you know. These things open up 60 days also. It's like the fast pass window. Well, for DVC members, you can buy them at 70 days out. And there's a certain amount put aside just for DVC members. Six Flags has already cracked this code. Other parks do these kind of things. Yeah, Universal Chargers. You can buy the call it a fast pass. Universal, same thing. Yeah, Flash Pass. You can do uh, it. Yeah, it's it's time. There's going to be too many things by the time everything's done with construction-wise. And... Like, it's funny. I was talking about, like, you know, what about the kid who gets to go once in his lifetime or whatever, but... I want to do all this stuff. Just charge me for it. Like, I don't want it for free. I'm not entitled to anything, but I'll pay for it, but just make it an option. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the three of us go enough where we see the value in something like that. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people that will lose their mind if it's something else you have to pay for. And yeah. certainly what's that break point, right? Like we know people that swear by the VIP thing. Hey, I'm going once a year, and for one day I'll drop the twenty five hundred dollars to not have to wait in a line anywhere. Yeah, to sit down when I want to eat, I'll take it for the. So it's it's a balancing act as to where you're going to peg those dollars. I love the idea. Yeah, it's and you said like you know you can make it available to the general public too, whatever. But you allot X amount for DVC, and we get a, a, a mm-hmm. jump on it or something like that. Um, you know, DVC you, annual you, pass holders can get a jump on this. You're going to have to find that price point where it still needs to be a premium item. It's, I think about yes. it like global entry. 
right? Yeah. Global entry was great because people didn't want to spend a hundred bucks. I mean, Matt and I talked about this for years until you get it once. And you're like, oh my yeah. God, this makes traveling so much easier. Yeah. The first 85 time bucks for like five that, years. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is nothing. It's, so, I can just walk through security. So you got to make oh, yeah. that, you're going to see it in the airports too. That's yeah. going to change. You're going to have to like, put that price point higher. Yeah. Like they have the, um, the four day tickets now where it's like you get one, one entry to every gate for one day. So mm-hmm. take that ticket and just stack it on that. Like, you know, what do you do? An extra 125 a ticket maybe, but you're guaranteed on top of your three fast passes, you get space mountain, Tron, mine, uh, mine train, Soren, test track, Ratatouille, you know, flights of passage, kill major, whatever, whatever the, the mix is, all the new stuff, plus all like the hard to get stuff. Now. I mean, if I'm, if I don't have to worry about, being up at five o'clock in the morning, trying to get flights of passage. I don't have to worry about getting trampled, going to slinky dog in the morning, um, right. boarding group for rise. You know, I'll, mm. I'll do it if I can swing it. And if I can't swing it that particular trip, no harm, no foul. I'll do it the next time, but at least have it. There is an option yeah. for someone who wants to like Chris says, if you want to blow it out, like, Hey, I'm using, I'm using three years worth of points. I got a bungalow for three nights. I'm bringing the in-laws and the nephew. I never get to see whatever. Let us spend the extra, like, you know, grand amongst us to make sure we get everything done. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Just right. throwing it out there. Okay, number two. That's you, Matt. So, That's you, Matt. <laughs> all right, yeah. So um, I've got I've got dessert party sound. And this is, um, you know, we talked about Moonlight Magic a little bit, which, uh, you know, I've, I've been able to do a couple of them. Um, you know, it's, it's tricky because they've always got to fall on when you have the trip planned when if you're not a local, right? But, and those are fantastic. Love them. They're great. But, um, mm. I, I would almost like to see something that's more frequent just at a lesser scale. And so that's why, you know, the thought of like dessert parties, maybe, you know, Hey, yeah, as a DVC member, you get, you get one free dessert party a year or something like that. Cause those are fantastic too. And I mean, those are, those, that's something too, that's well worth the money to have that, you know, reserve spot for the fireworks. You know, you get some pretty good food too. It's, you know, that's pretty good. And like I said, it's on a bit of a lower scale as, uh, Moonlight Magic, because you're not having to close the park right. for you know the entire right. community besides the DVC members. You you can still have everybody come in, but you know you're just kind of doing a little something special. Yep. No, nope. Sean, I'm going to go out of order for a second because that was okay. essentially my number two as well. All right, just <laughs> more, and it kind of ties into what we were talking about: crowd control and what you're going to see coming up. Yep. More of those exclusive events, even if it is an eight to midnight or something keep the park yeah. open all day give us the last four hours but yeah. give dvc members that ability to have a little quiet time there i mean mm-hmm. the last one um well the one we did matt was awesome yeah, um, the separate was i was i was even fine with the separate ticketed event they did in hollywood studios i think it cost us like another 60 or 70 bucks but the place was a ghost town we could walk around and yeah. do whatever we wanted it was yeah, totally things fun. like that if you were even if it was a paid ticketed thing for the dvc members I would buy it to have that place, you know, one eighth full for the night and just be able to go and blow it out then. Cause you could do, if nobody's there, you can do it in four hours, what you're wasting yeah, all day doing waiting in line. Yeah. Well, so in a, in a way that fits into my number two, or at least relates to it. Um, l- limited or specific 24 seven ops where you actually mm-hmm. have a night only different admission, you can't do it at every park every night. And so maybe it's not for DVC members and elite people, but it's for folks who are willing to be stupid 
to have a completely different experience, right? Definitely it has to be lower numbers mm-hmm. just because, you know, it's this is weird and the overhead changes and your cleaning schedules change. But imagine that, you know, one, you know, one night a week, each one of the the parks in a particular area has a night shift where, you know, it's it's you can come in at eleven and you're out by six or something like that and hmm. limited staffing. But if you can pull it and figure out the staffing and figure out the mix, you might be able to shift some capacity around or pull more revenue, you know. Um, but that that was that was, you know, the thought was some kind of actual night ops. Yeah. You could do something around your race weekends. Sure. People are already working in, in the parks anyways. Yeah. So to actually have fans to run through. Mm. Yeah, just it's a weird idea, but yeah. No, I like it. So my number two is also Moonlight Magic related. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, just more of them because they're 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 spread out, but there's there's just needs to be more so not because it'd be nice to be able to hit for to be able to hit one no matter what time of the year you're going. They don't always yeah. operate in every month. But I kind of something Magic said actually kind of piques my interest. If they did something where and you couldn't do it every year, obviously, because of the cost, but once you pay your initial loan off, so if you're if your property's paid, so you're not on a loan. And every like, you know, say four years, I'd say four years. And once you pay your dues off, you get like three free dessert party passes or three Halloween party passes or something like that as like a thank you. It wouldn't be available to resale. Um, you'd have to have all your dues paid for the year, but something like that where thank you if for you can't, stopping. Paying yeah, us. The, I was gonna say the the accountant in me. It's this ready is a to horrible idea. Back. No, yeah. This is this, <laughs> no, 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 no. This causes <laughs> them to lose money. <laughs> right? You no, understand? No, no. So, so if so, Moonlight Magic is available to anyone on a blue card. So even if you don't have your property paid off, but if you're going to start swapping up Moonlight Magics for party passes, it's only for your longtime people who have paid off their loan initially and who don't have any dues left on the books for the year or something like that. Right. That way, who are stopping providing you revenue? Chris is but, Chris yeah. is no, right they, here. But they, yeah. But they they're doing it anyway because if you if you buy prop if you buy it now and you you have your riviera on 10-year contract you can go to moonlight magic yeah yeah so instead of go if you can't make it to moonlight magic once you've paid off your property there's they're giving you a a dessert party or something like that instead you can you can have like a um like a coupon swap and it's only it's not every year it's only every few years yeah yeah Yeah, and and on that that year yeah, like an anniversary gift for being a member but you have to have all your dues paid too so you it's not you're not giving the money you already gave them the money for the year but it's a double negative for Disney. Yeah. So not only are you not paying me the interest, but now I got to pay to give you something yeah. for you to give it, me less money. The voucher yeah. thing makes more sense where it's literally associated yeah. with the overall thing you're financing or paying dues yeah. on. Yeah. Just, if you choose a, to use it at the end, you know. Yeah. Well, you have maybe, to use it that year. Well, so no, maybe they give you a voucher and it upgrades if you let it age just on the idea that you've been giving money that they can make. You know, I mean, there, there's, there's a way to make something Maybe. in here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like, if you, if you couldn't add more moonlights throughout the year, doing something like Matt said, where it's like, well, you couldn't make it to a moonlight and you, you're, you've been a member for tw- you know, so your 25th yeah. year. Or so here you can go to like a Christmas party for free or something like that. Well, I like, I like the idea of, because they're not, if worth you can't make a moonlight, if you can't make one of those events, then having an opportunity that floats somehow that actually yeah. makes sense. Right. Yeah, that, I like that. That, yeah, that, then yeah. it becomes a perk. 
rather than a, hey, if it yeah. works out for you, great, you know. Great. Just you'd have yeah. to limit it because of the sheer number of DVC bikes. You would, it would definitely not be available to resell Not people. if you go 24-7 ops in some of the parks, like I said. Man, that DVC number is not going to get any smaller. They keep yeah. putting up more and more resorts. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a Disney Ponzi scheme yeah. at some point. That's why I was yeah. thinking like some way to <laughs> – to cap numbers, that's what I was saying. Like, do the people who've already paid off their initial contract as a way to just kind of cap the numbers, like the long term people? And you definitely have to eliminate white cards, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's all. All right. So Sean's like, I don't understand this blue card, white card, and DJ's all angry. Yeah. I don't get. This. I just, I just know if DJ's begging for freebies that I'm against it financially. So Sean, so blue, <laughs> blue blue card is the color of your membership card. If you bought your property directly from Disney World, right, um, or Disneyland, yeah. uh, the white card is for people who buy it on the resale market. Yeah. Screw those guys. Man, we, right. we that's that's kind of our thinking for most of them. So. Of course, because you guys okay. are blue cards. I understand how this works. It's not a good thing. Um, <laughs> all right, um, Matt, what's your number all one? All right, Matt, what's your number one? Uh, yeah, I, I, I got two that I'm bouncing between, so I, I got to pick one here. I'm yeah, gonna he is a Davis. Um, yeah. You're a Davis. Right, you, you're allowed to one an A and a B. You don't have to listen B. to the rules. I, I know. Yeah, it, as we as we get through saying we, we don't feel that entitlement, here we go dropping. Ah, you know, ah, screw you guys with your Mr. rules. Mr. Blue card, yeah. <laughs> We're doing our own thing. Um, so I think uh, discounted park tickets that aren't annual passes. Um, yeah. I think that that really is yeah. is the number one you know um, and it's obvious it's it's a win-win it is it is and i, I think you know now i'll say we, we've had our annual passes for for years now part of it is because we get the discount from dvc and yeah. you know the break-even point is it's always hovered right around 10 12 days whatever 10, it is 11, yeah, in a right. calendar year yeah but you know we're looking at a situation now where it's like okay we uh we're probably going to be down to one trip this year be really cool if we didn't have to renew the annual pass this year and could just right. buy some you know seven day park yeah. tickets and then maybe get yeah. the annual pass again next year yeah so. that's i think there's a sweet spot there that this year highlights and i think you're right in it right there's a there's a revenue earning uh revenue rewarding spot right right there yeah yeah um, we're kind of in one of those lulls we tend to well much like you guys man it's there'll be one year where there's three trips and the next year might only be one. So you yeah. kind of, we're always year on year off or you might cross years at some point, but to not have to shell that out year after year or to have some kind of other options. Yes. Yeah. Ticketing was my number one as well. Mm-hmm. Just different options for the DVC members. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I'm, I'm secretly, I'm secretly wishing that the, um, the closure goes like, you know, maybe another month, month and a half, because then it'll cover <laughs> end of <culture>. April. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be going. I won't even have to worry about it. So there you Matt's go. Stoked for the world it's, to end, so he can tack an extra month onto his annual. It's uh, I think the odds are in your favor. Yeah, let me put yeah. it that way. I, I think, I think so. the odds yeah. are in your favor. I, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, they said what? No new reservations before June first, right now. So I mean, it's. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to get people to book for those summer months, but they're just kind of cutting those reservations, what, 30 days at a time now? They're just chopping them off. So we'll see. We're supposed to be out in California in August. We'll see if that happens. That's a, It's the double dip in the pandemic, going to a convention while staying at Disney. So yeah. what's the, we'll see. What, what, what's the convention? Uh, that's a Star Wars celebration. Oh, Anaheim yes. Anaheim Convention right. Center. It's, it falls like the week before the kids go back to yes. school. Yes, I was told I couldn't go to that. 
by both wives. Yep, that's <laughs> right. I got I I got the tickets to the nighttime event, the whole thing. So we'll see if any of it comes true. We shall see. I hope it does for your yeah. sake. So my number one is a little bit a uh, little bit different. We kind of touched on it in a few different ways, but uh, I don't know what I'd call it. But a context wizard, like this, is clearly an app or you know an app type thing, but it it fully understands where I've been, where I haven't been, both today, this week, and ever, and helps helps me dynamically plan, both in the moment, in terms of real-time traffic, you know, like a ways of the parks, while letting me set my priorities. Um, and this might be a soft way to drive towards this more dynamically logistified, you know, optimizing everybody. Um, Look how excited he gets when he talks about it. Hey, man, th- this is, this is you know, this is really the I get the it. I understand. Um, Sean wants all the stuff that the $10,000 VIP tour gives you yeah, for free no, on a phone. No. No, he just I, wants to be able to track it on a spreadsheet. No, no. This is <laughs> this is lowest common denominator, right? That's, that's the secret thing here, right? Right now, we're giving the elites the ability to, the elites or the, the moneyed or the lucky, the ability to, you know, insert themselves into the chaos that is the current system. Whereas a proper system actually makes that not necessary. You can still have prioritization that helps people get a little more optimal, you know, scheduling. But the fact is, everything works better when it's pipelined and given a chance to work in a logistical way. And so what I'm talking about is an app that actually shows me a peon, you know, and helps me work in a way that helps the system, that helps the elites, that helps the the mechanics and the maintenance and the dynamic guidance of the system. It improves everything. But you do it, if I can't do it macro, then I do it through micro, through incentivization, through that app, through growing it, right? Mm. You can gamify it. Oh, I haven't been in every square meter of the park. Oh, I've only been to this ride so many times. Screw that ride. Flag it. I never want to go there again, right? It, But that, if that's part of a system, that Speedway. the part, you know, and they already kind of have this, this stuff, you know, they absolutely have the data behind this to help drive it. They just don't have the, the logistics and management to make use of it. But I think it's the thing that makes this, you know, it, it changes the nature of the chaos and what you guys go through to benefit from paying ahead and, and actually improves things for everybody. Um, so I want, I win a wizard. Nice. Sean, he's worked for Disney so bad. Can you imagine like the numbers they could throw at him and the, the metrics? They'd, they, they'd have to pay me a lot, but, uh, but I, I, I actually love it. I, I actually, maybe they wouldn't have to pay me a lot. Hmm. <laughs> they, they could, they could pay you in pretzels and churros. Mm. They have a lot of snacks down there, snacks. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't had a snacks Disney tour. I think this is a future, uh, future plan, but yeah. There's my dumb number one. Yeah, if we if yeah. the four of if the four of us hell if we could all go down there for like a three day weekend and just do like a snack run and like a like a drink run that'd be amazing. Oh yes, oh man, I just want oh, frozen so lemonade good. and fireball. I can't hear you. Hold on. Oh, oh yes, I got so, so excited I pulled my headphones out. <laughs> you pulled it out. You got so excited. This is a family show for God's sakes. Settle down. <laughs> now I can hear you. Uh, my, uh, here you can. I yeah, need wireless headphones, but I hate wireless. Yeah. What's would, your number uh, one, DJ? Uh, my number one was also t- ticket discounts. Um, I had focused mainly on my f- main focus was the party discounts. Um, the parties, Christmas, Halloween, et cetera. 
they used to, we, we've talked before, Chris offline, they, they used to be great. Now they're not so much because the amount of people they get in, um, yeah. I would like more of a discount than $4 on these things. These things are 125 <laughs> bucks a piece. It's, you know, or even like, you know, Matt said with the annual pass discounts, which I appreciate. Uh, but the one thing that stopped us from buying them was that when they started tagging on the memory maker cost to them. So we got the discount. So, but the prices, the things yeah. went out of, you know, if we could pull, peel off the memory maker, Cause, you know, cause What's we're going so maker? often, uh, the memory maker is the, uh, the unlimited pass for the photography basically in the ride oh, okay. photos. Yeah. yeah. But when you go as much as we do, great, we take pictures and stuff, but we don't need it. We don't need yeah. memory maker. That's like a right. $200 clip yeah. that you're tacking onto every annual pass. So when there's three of us, yeah. we buy three annual passes. You're essentially paying $600 in memory maker yeah. fees every year, which is yeah. like, we don't use it. So Something like that, but Grant, that'd be too hard to split the APs up. So it's the the party ticket discounts could be a little nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, or like Matt said, you know, if we could buy the uh, you know the the four day park ticket pass thing they have um, for a discount price, that'd be nice too. So give me more discounts. I think that's well, fair. There you go. If, if we fair. if we you know if you go down two or three times you know a year or even twice a year, things are just getting so out of control price wise. Tickets and hoodies we're, the merch discount's good but like even the food and stuff it's like it's six dollars for a freaking ice cream bar now it's crazy mm-hmm. i paid six dollars uh, for an ice cream bar right now they are wicked good so actually okay. i think i have some upstairs <laughs> better when you and, go to one of the parties and you don't have to pay for the ice cream bars yeah you yes, said dessert yeah. party I and you make your nieces sick because we just eat them at every stand <laughs> oh my god the one at disneyland i eat so, so many mickey bars uh End of rent. Yeah. Okay, so Matt had uh, fast pass allotment changes, moonlight magic changes, and park tickets. Uh, Sean had uh, a digital assistant, which in some way, shape, or form is coming. Twenty four seven flight plan, like digital, is, you know, assistant for yes, all day yes. plan. Yeah. Yes, twenty four seven night ops, and um, Sean wants access to every advanced metric that Disney has to help plan vacation. It all sounds so military. Everything I know. It's almost like you went to MIT or something. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris went uh, fast pass changes also, uh, moonlight magic changes also, and ticket prices also. All see all us ones that do that yeah. go all the time. We all had the exact same three. And I had a uh, fast pass window changes or pr- um, charge for more moonlight magic changes and ticket discounts. Awesome. Well, guys, I know we did a Government. we did a normal we did a normal fan men show yesterday. So thank you for carving out some time for tonight. Figured. While we got the time, as we do some content, Matt, as always, a pleasure. Thank you so much for yeah, uh, stopping thank in. You, Matt. Happy to be here. Excellent. We'll do this again soon. Yeah, definitely. And um, we'll hopefully it's a little livelier and a, a funner thing to talk about. Um, we need to do like a full food episode for Disney, but I was um, going to say it'd be happier how excited if I wasn't Sean here. Is just tell but me now. There's food. happy food. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we do food. <laughs> so um, if uh, anyone is catching this for the first time, we do have the normal fan men show. Um, it's the if you're cost on YouTube, it's the same channel for it. Just like and subscribe. We're uh, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you get anywhere your podcast, iHeartRadio. We're pretty much there. Um, also, um, if anyone wants, um, we we had a booming T-shirts this weekend for some reason. So we do have the uh, Fan Man Disney logo. There we go, T-shirt on the T Public Store, and the normal Fan Man logo is on there as well, as well as our fine collection of the Chris Davis T-shirts. You can all get those on T Public. So. I'm Matt, do that you have that's, one? That's the thing. I need, Matt, do you, do you have, have a the Chris Davis, Matt? Do you have a you the need a Chris t-shirt with your brother's shirt? face I, on it? I do not. You really need uh, one. We'll save them for Christmas gifts next year. Oh, there we go. Call. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Chris, Chris tap, tapestries and pillows and hoodies also available. So, uh, okay. So thanks again, everyone. Um, until next time. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Later, guys. Bye. Yeah.